What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's. We are three guys with seven days to live with nothing better to do. I'm Matt Johnson. I hope no graboids get me while I'm recording. I'm Keith Baker, and I feel like it sucks to be a writer. And I'm Austin Terry, and I'll try not to be a dirty bird on today's episode. Ew. On today's show, we'll be returning to our dearly beloved bracket format. It's been too long, if you ask me. Uh, And this time, not only are we back to do a bracket, but we are back to answer the age-old question, what is the best Halloween movie? But before we get into all that good stuff, have you guys watched Hocus Pocus 2 yet? Because I'm sure you have, Austin. I know this was your most anticipated of the year. Well, believe it or not, I have not watched Hocus Pocus <laughs> 2. Uh, I'm still one that's baffled by why people love the original in the first place. Um, but before we started this recording, I did Google Hocus Pocus 2. And let me just read you guys the headlines for the first few reviews that pop up. Please, please. Because I haven't watched it yet either. Hocus Pocus 2 review. Disney sequel does the Sanderson sisters dirty. <laughs> Damn it, Disney. Hocus Pocus 2 can't hold a black flame candle to the original. <laughs> Bette Midler's campy coven recreates the old magic. So that's one positive oh. review. And finally, Hocus Pocus 2 review. Belated Halloween sequel is far from bewitching. <sighs> I'm going to judge it for myself, though. Wow, that's so bold soon. of you, Keith. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you're a little bit late to the party because I am doing a late swap out for Hocus Pocus 2. We'll be on the bracket today. I won't be watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, Hocus Pocus 2 may not be on today's bracket, but we do have an exciting one for you, one that I am truly interested, maybe that's the word, (laughs) to talk about with you guys. Uh, The last two Halloweens, we did a bracket where we pitted 12 movies against each other to see what would come out on top. Last year, we kind of did something a little bit different, where we basically, of the four movies we each put in, they were kind of... um, part of genres, essentially. So not just Halloween movies in general, but they each kind of fit into a certain subgenre of the Halloween uh, variety, if you will. So we've done that again this year. So this time, I'll just kind of run you through all of the subgenres before we get into it. So we have scary movies, we have slasher movies, classics, which kind of looking at what we picked, it's basically something that came out in 1990 or before. And then we have a brand new one, which I think will get kind of interesting. It could be one of the more fun conversations of the entire bracket, and that is B-movies. So now that the whole rigmarole is out of the way, Austin and Keith, kind of tell me a little bit, you know, without kind of spoiling anything, uh, what went into picking the movies you did? And then more importantly, the thing that I'm most curious to know is what was your overall experience watching these movies in preparation? Yeah, this year I did something new for me. Um, I tried to pick... You know, obviously movies that fit into our little subgenres here, but I also tried to pick movies that I've always heard about but had never seen before. So all of my submissions were movies I'd never seen but wanted to check out for this year's Halloween bracket. Um, and I got to say, in terms of preparing for this year, a uh, lot of flops this year, a lot of stinkers in there, a lot of what I would just classify as shit movies that I'd never want to see again. So we do have some good ones in here today, but I would say the majority of these are pretty bad movies this year. Yeah, I wish I could disagree with Austin, but I think that's the case. There's a there's a lot of crappy ones in here. Um, as far as you know, the ones that I chose, uh, two out of the four uh, that I submitted, I have seen before, or I, or I had seen before, uh, but I've only seen once, maybe twice, way back in the day. I mean, a couple of them are okay. A couple of them yes. are classics. <laughs> well, so. Um, um, so that's that's where we're at. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I kind of already spoiled it a little bit. I was very curious to hear your guys's uh, 
impressions in general. Uh, and I agree. I think out of all of the brackets we've done, which who the hell knows, maybe it's like close to 15 at this point. This was probably, was it the worst experience? No, it's just, I think there was more, like Austin said, there was more flops than I was anticipating. And that's kind of, you know, that's going to happen sometimes when we do these brackets because I think more often than not, we all pick movies, like Austin said, that we haven't really, maybe we haven't seen, but we just have heard good things about. And, you know, <laughs> I feel like sometimes when we do that, we come away disappointed. But I still think it's going to be a good conversation. I will say I was really, really nervous uh, when I first started watching movies uh, in preparation because <sighs> I guess it was just the random order that I picked. But man, it was just flop after flop after flop. And I was like, guys, I don't know if we should do this. But uh, luckily, you know, because I got the flops out of the way, if you will, I found a good stride towards the end. And there's actually some really exciting ones on here. Some that I think are some new favorites. Are they masterpieces like the thing that we talked about last year? No, I wouldn't say that. Which didn't win, by the way. I'm so salty win. about that. Yeah, I was I kind of surprised myself when I looked at I looked back at that. Uh, that's on me, by the way, because uh, I was the deciding vote between that and Beetlejuice. So sorry, guys. I fucked that one up. Um but yeah, I did find a couple new favorites. No like masterpieces like that or anything, but some that I will definitely be revisiting again and I thought were really good. So in terms of criteria for this here, I think because we have so many flops, I'm just going to be looking for a quality movie to okay. make it to the finals of this round. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I'm the exact same way. I thought I might be on the uh, outside in terms of that. I'm not going to be doing the thing that we usually do where it's like, okay, we're talking about subgenres. Is this subgenre? Like, is it the best of that? Does it represent that? I'm not going to be doing that either. I'm just going to be going for what is the best movie. And we get towards the end, maybe I'll try and factor in, well, that one is kind of more representative of Halloween. I'm not going to be caring about the subgenres, just what's a good movie and is it kind of a good Halloween movie? That's all I really care about this time. Some of the best ones that I liked out of this bracket, I was thinking while I was watching, like, ah, this isn't really Halloween, yeah. but I like this movie. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm in agreement. I think we see which one's the best movie and then we can see how we can relate it to the Halloween spirit go from there and anybody listening at home if maybe you've heard about some of these movies on this list today and you've never and you've never seen them let us sort through the crap for you we'll find a good one in here but uh yeah. it might take a little while to get there before we get started here we won't be repeating any of the movies that we submitted in the last two years. So if you're curious about our thoughts on some Halloween classics, like the thing that we mentioned a little bit ago, go back and check out those episodes because those are some quality bracket conversations, if you ask me. And with that out of the way, let's leave the past behind and get into this. I'm excited. Keith, how do you let the audience know about our one-seaters today? All right. For our one-seaters today, we got Sinister for the scary side of the bracket, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for our slasher, Misery for the classic branch, and Tremors for the B-movie part of the bracket. All right, guys, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started with the wild card round. All right, guys, let's get started here with the scary side of our bracket. We have Wreck, which was released in 2007 and is actually a Spanish horror movie. It's directed by Walme Balaguerro and Paco Plaza. It stars Manuela Velasco, and it follows a reporter and her cameraman who accompany a group of firefighters on an emergency call to an apartment building, only to discover an infection spreading inside. Yeah, I guess, you know, we called this the scary side of the bracket, but it's also the international side of the bracket, I guess. We have Ringu, which was released in 1998, and it is a Japanese horror film. It was directed by Hideo Nakata, and it stars Nanako Matsushima and Hiroki Sanada, the goat, if you ask me. And it follows 
It also follows a reporter who is racing to investigate the mystery behind a cursed videotape. Whoever watches the tape dies seven days after doing so. I think, you know, maybe our audience might be more familiar with the Naomi Watts, I think, 2002 version of The Ring, which was an American remake. Uh, but this is the original. Um, I think it's unfortunate with Wreck because you can only find the English dubbed version today. Oh, I, didn't, I honestly didn't even try looking that hard. I was just whatever version I picked, I stumbled upon the uh, original language. Yeah. I wish I'd had that because I was stuck with the freaking English dub version and the dubbing <laughs> is pretty bad for that version. I actually watched like half of the English dub version, Austin, but I, I actually enjoyed Wreck in both versions, I guess. Yeah, the English dubbing was not the best, um, but it didn't take away from the movie for me, really. Yeah, I think it's interesting with these two movies because I think the first half of Ringu is way better than the second half when like the superpowers get introduced. Um, and I think the second half of Wreck is way better than the intro to the movie. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with that assessment. I don't think either movie is bad. I did. I was surprised with Ringu that it was for, you know, a movie that's kind of touted for its, you know, horror and scariness. It's a very well-made movie, but I don't know. It, it was a little bit slow. And I was surprised that it was kind of boring at times. And there there was some moments that maybe just, you know, with kind of the um, the fact that I was reading subtitles throughout the entire movie. Maybe you do kind of miss things here and there, like this weird reveal that uh, Hiroyuki Sonata's character, um, he is a psychic, I guess. He just has these abilities, and then that ends up tying into kind of our, our ring monster, if you will. Like, they also had that. I was like, what? <laughs> like, when I, was, I just kept asking myself, when did they reveal that he had these weird powers? And literally the only way you can uncover the mystery of the ring girl is if you're a psychic. There's no way you're finding that well or her dead body unless <laughs> yeah. you have psychic powers. Uh, but other than that, it's a well-made movie. Just kind of boring is really my main assessment of it. I was so bored with that movie. <laughs> I, had, I did not enjoy it at all. The intro is really great, though. I, I did really love the intro. Yeah, with the, with the girls watching the tape, yeah. Yeah, the first 10 minutes was cool, and then after that, it just went downhill for me. For me, though, I think Wreck just held my interest a little bit more, and I thought the ending was pretty damn good. And actually, like the scariest parts of the movie are the finale, which I found pretty exciting. Yeah, I liked Wreck. Wreck was, Wreck was fun. I, I really enjoyed Wreck. I will say, though, despite the terrible dubbing, it still got me to jump a few times. So the fact that it's like that kind of like rough way to tell the story, but still has me on edge was, I thought, pretty effective for the movie. Yeah, I thought it was a cool like zombie story, whatever. I guess it was, you could call them zombies. Like they're biting and they get infected, whatever. Um, but it's cool like how they're like quarantined in that building right away. Like there was something going on, you know, behind the scenes before the firefighters even showed up, watching all these people just trying to navigate up and down the stairs and in these different apartments was it was fun and uh yeah the ending i really like the ending a lot it's, that's the kind of like the that's the kind of horror that kind of terrifies me is like stuff in pitch black yeah for me with wreck i'm kind of with you guys i don't think it's a great movie uh by any means it's it, it, it's good you know that's, that's the best i can say for it but I did appreciate that it was short to the point. It got those scares in there. And uh, for the purposes, I guess, of what we're talking about, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, like the whole, I guess I wouldn't call this found footage, but just the movies that are presented kind of like Cloverfield, for example, which are the whole like, oh, most of the movies shot, you know, I'm a cameraman that exists in this world and I'm shooting, you know, the events of the movie. And I thought this one was done pretty well, and it got the scares in there. It was kind of fun, like you guys said. So the fact that it was that style of movie, which I think usually is kind of shitty, uh, this one did a good job of like kind of using that um, perspective, so to speak. So I, I enjoyed it as well. I think it's better than Ringu, which 
was well made, like I said, just, you know, slow, kind of boring, and some weird reveals kind of shoved in there for seemingly no real reason. The other thing I'll call out is the found footage aspect was actually used really effectively, I thought, where like the camera is also like a light source for them at times, and mm. like it's actually a part of the movie, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we're kind of all unanimous on this one, but I'll be voting for Wreck for sure. Yep, same here. Alrighty, so Wreck will go on, and it will face Sinister, the one-seater for the scary side of the bracket. All right, well, let's go ahead and now get into our slasher part of the bracket. Uh, we have Your Next going up against Sleepaway Camp. Uh, Your Next was released in 2011. It was directed by Adam Wingard. It stars Sharni Vinson, Nicholas Tucci, Wendy Glenn, and AJ Bowen. And it follows an estranged family under attack by a group of masked assailants during a family reunion. And Sleepaway Camp came out in 1983. It is directed by Robert Hiltzik. stars Felissa Rose, Jonathan Tierston, Christopher Collette, and Mike Kellen. Tells the story of a camper sent to a summer camp for the first time that becomes the site of a series of murders shortly after their arrival. Alrighty. Yeah, you know, we don't talk about slashers a whole lot, so this was a fun one. Uh, Sleepaway Camp, I submitted. I had never seen it, but it's kind of an infamous slasher movie, I guess, for a lot of reasons now that I've seen it. But the main one is for the twist ending. So you guys know I'm always excited about a twist ending. So I submitted it basically on that premise alone. And your next is one that I've, I've only seen once, and I believe it was one that the three of us watched together, not in theaters. Uh, and I, I enjoyed revisiting it. So I don't know. What are you guys kind of what are your opening opinions? Because Sleepaway Camp is not good, but there's some really interesting things about it. I thought both of these movies were pretty terrible, to Whoa! be honest with you. Um, the thing with, with Sleepaway Camp is the twist ending was great, but it took way too long to get there yeah. for me. Um, <laughs> it's also like full of child actors and it's hard enough to get one child actor, but all of them were pretty bad. Um, I don't want to be too mean because they're kids, but. Man, you can tell they just like have the script behind whatever they're filming and they're just reading off like a block. Um, so nothing really like engaged me with Sleepaway Camp. And you're next. I just, man, that family is brutal to follow for an hour and 45 minutes. They're all terrible people. Erin was like the most engaging character of the movie and she does what she can. But it's a lot to elevate beyond this like really uninteresting script, I thought. See, I enjoyed your next because I like the deaths in your next were freaking insane. And then you got, like you said, Austin Aaron. She's kind of the hero. Uh, her background was kind of funny. Like she used to be in like in a survival camp or something like that. The way she kind of combats these uh, these guys that are going after him is is fun to watch. Um, and then Sleepaway Camp. Oh man, this movie just disturbed me overall. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say it did. Like I I feel like all the kids were like way too like sexual for like ten years old. I you know I've seen you see high school movies and college movies and they're all like going after each other and trying to like make out and shit, but like. For some reason, it was like, these kids are really young, and they're like, they're trying to, like, get it on. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> they're horny. <laughs> yeah. But they're, like, nine and ten years old. Like, they're so well, nobody, young. Nobody's creepier than that opening cook in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was creepy, too. And then, yeah, watching him, watching the, the boiling pot of water burn his skin. That, that was, was awesome. freaking insane. Definitely some, like, I guess, cool moments in Sleepaway Camp, but overall, it was, I thought it was pretty shitty writing and. Just what a weird, <laughs> what a really, what a weird story. Yeah. I think Sleepaway Camp, you know, again, you know, this is our Baraki conversation. So there's going to be spoilers. And I think you guys can all uh, understand where we're coming from. Sleepaway Camp, really crazy, kind of cool, fun twist ending. But it just doesn't really, it feels, it feels like the writer wanted to tell a story around that twist ending. And the story they told around it wasn't very good. Uh, so spoilers. Uh, I think the conversation around this movie is way more interesting. The idea of a 
trans girl, you know, uh, like her father and her brother are killed and then she's forced into this gender role that, you know, she doesn't identify with. I, I saw a lot of people online <laughs> have issues with that and I can totally respect that. But I kind of like when horror movies take a concept like that and then just ratchet it up to 11 and then just, you know, have a character that is so kind of unhappy with that role to become like this crazy murderer. I thought that was like a fun slasher concept. It's just like you guys all alluded to. It's just everything before the ending is just so ugh, it's kind of boring. There's some moments that are in there. There's some fun kills, some interesting kills. Uh, but it's really just the child acting that is so genuinely horrific that it is hard to sit through and not laugh at just how bad like the presentation is. The idea of a horror story where you are forced into a gender role and it's told from that perspective like sounds really interesting and, and maybe a really good way to give insight into how trans people feel when they're forced into roles themselves in everyday society. But it, it never gets to that kind of level of interest. It's more used as like a gimmick for yeah. the twist ending which is why it really didn't stick with me. Um, I kind of agree with Keith that at least in your next, like there's some spectacle there and it keeps you in, I think more engaged than sleepaway camp does. So that I think that's like the only positive I can give to edge out your next over sleepaway camp for me. Yeah. For me, it's not close. I, and I'm, I'm curious to hear more when we get to the, presumably the next round. Cause I think your next is going to go on, but I'm kind of with Keith. I enjoyed your next. Um, I did not really remember too much about it from that first time we watched it, but it was a fun slasher, you know, simple premise, just, you know, going to a family reunion, the whole family's gathering and then just some brutal kills along the way. And you don't really know why. I like the little reveals here and there where it's like, oh, one of the members of the family is kind of in on it. You know, they want the inheritance. So they organize the whole thing. And then just the fact that, you know, this whole like this survivalist heroine is uh, our lead and like none of the people involved with the uh, hitman that hired them or the hitman themselves knew that there was going to be a survivalist there. And she just starts like murking all of them. I thought I thought it was fun. Thought it was really cool. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it because it's just a really bare bones, basic fun slasher. But like you guys both alluded to, I won't keep wasting time. I just thought it held my interest and was a more fun watch for sure throughout. We'll talk about your next later on. Obviously, They're, they set up a more interesting story in the film that never went anywhere, which is why it disappointed me. And I will argue that the acting in your next is not much better than what you see in Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, uh, for some of them, I can definitely agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this one's pretty easy for me. Sleepaway Camp sucked ass, so I'm going to go with your next. It was at least entertaining, and we'll see how it plays out in the next round. All right, so your next will unanimously move on to face Texas Chainsaw Massacre in round two. So with that, we're going to go ahead and move on to the classic side of the bracket, like we said at the beginning. This is just a movie that came out in 1990 or before. So in the wildcard round, we have Carrie, the original from 1976, going up against Psycho from 1960. So definitely two movies that fit the classic billing, if you ask me. So Carrie, like I said, came out in 1976. It was directed by Brian De Palma. It stars Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, Amy Irving, William Catt, and John, Tra John Travolta. <laughs> and uh, the movie follows Carrie White, a friendless, bullied high school girl from an abusive religious household who uses her newly discovered telekinetic powers to exact revenge on those who torment her. And then we have Psycho, which was released in 1960, directed by the legendary Alfred Hitchcock. It stars Anthony Perkins, Jeanette Leigh, John Gavin, and Vera Miles, and it centers on an encounter between an on-the-run embezzler, Marlon Crane, and the shy, Norman Bates, and its aftermath, in which a private investigator, Marion's lover Sam Loomis, and her sister Lila investigate her disappearance. I'm excited for this one. I think I'd only seen Psycho maybe once before, and I'm pretty sure 
We watched it at Austin's old house when we were pretty young. I think we were like, have you guys heard of Psycho? We should watch it and get scared. And then we watched it and we were really really disappointed. (laughs) I would say that disappointment carries on for me with Psycho. (laughs) The best thing about Psycho, I think, is the score. I think the score in this movie like really impacts what you see later on in, in more of our modern horror movies. Um, I, I actually really like Alfred Hitchcock movies, but my favorite by his is Rear Window. I've oh, never yeah. really understood like the fascination, mainly because there's only two like actual scary scenes, and then the rest of the movie is pretty slow for me. Um, this is my first time seeing Carrie. I think the best thing I can say about Carrie that is that it's short and to the point. It's a very quick movie. I think the acting's actually pretty good for what you get. Um, there are some pretty baffling things with the plot, like John Travolta is just constantly slapping his girlfriend for no reason. Yeah. But I will say, Carrie, uh, I guess another one that just kind of held my interest more so than Psycho. Going into Psycho, yeah, this one's, I guess, has always been a classic of mine. But yeah, I, there's things I like about it, but I definitely get why people are like, whatever about this movie. I think for me, it's more just like nostalgia, maybe. Like the shower scene when she's taking a shower and he goes in there and it's like, oh my, that's the first reveal of like the mother. And it's kind of creepy. And then trying to figure out like what his relationship is like with the mom up in the house. The detective story gets a little, a little slow, I guess you could say. And you're just kind of waiting for more to happen. Not a lot happens later on until the end, whenever he finally gets caught. You would think it's a little bit more of a grand finale, but it's really not too much of a grand finale. Yeah, Psycho, for me, is a movie that I appreciate way more than I actually enjoy watching it. Um, on this rewatch, I, I did like it a lot more. And I think maybe just being older and, you know, seeing more things, I, I was able to kind of get into the story. And I don't know, with, with a lot of these movies that are touted as so scary, um, they usually, by today's standards, aren't. Um, so you kind of have to dive into the story and characters to really connect with anything. And yeah, I, you know, I, I really enjoy this one. I, I still do really like, like genuinely and appreciate the twist of like, introducing Janet Lee as Marion Crane and it's like okay so this is the character we're following and then she goes to this you know seedy motel and kind of gets involved with the proprietor like we said and then very quickly on a dime movie goes from being about that to oh no it's not anymore she's dead <laughs> and then it becomes about you know figuring out what happened to her and I, and I still really like that it's like that's a fun way to tell a story uh Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates I think that performance that's the best part of the movie it, it still sure. holds up without question yeah he's so good and honestly, I would have no problem voting for Psycho, but I watched Carrie for the first time, and I really, really like this. I'm, I'm surprised at how much I like Carrie. I didn't, I, I guess I knew like a couple of like the really famous like scenes. Like I, I've definitely seen the image of her standing, you know, uh, with like the prom queen kind of a outfit and then getting like pig's blood dumped on her. Like I've seen that for sure. Um, but I just genuinely thought. It was a really good movie. <laughs> I like the acting. I think like you said, Austin, um, and, and just telling a story and making a horror movie around like a girl that is just being relentlessly bullied for something that's beyond her control. And then you find out as the movie goes on that the reason people find her strange and weird is because she comes from this crazy fucked up religious household. And like some of the reveals that come with her mother later, you understand a lot of things introducing the telekinetic powers and just watching her kind of wreak havoc on the people that are screwing with her. It was satisfying. Um, And I know a lot of people like don't like the element of Stephen King where he seemingly just throws in two non-related things. So like you could have just told like like a horror movie around like a girl getting bullied and then just like, you know, taking back power against her abusers. But then Stephen King tends to throw in like, well, what if she had powers? And it's like, Okay, <laughs> he does that in a lot of his stuff. But here, I kind of liked it. I thought I thought it was fun. 
Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I really like this movie, so it's kind of an easy one for me. I still appreciate Psycho, but Carrie, I, I think, was genuinely good and holds up. And I actually thought that whenever Carrie is at home with her mom, like those scenes are like genuinely scary. I was scared for her when she was in that house. And so for coming out in the 70s and like still like kind of making my hair stand up were super effective. I actually really found the aspect of a bully that feels bad for the way she's treated Carrie because she kind of got like sucked into this mob mentality with the rest of the volleyball team and is actually trying to do the right thing and tries to save her at the end, but gets pulled away because she's been seeing uh, bullying Carrie before. Like that was actually really effective and did like add some more like tension and stakes to that final prom scene for me. There are still some questionable things like in the movie, I think like the 10 minute opening of just like the girls naked in the locker room was very weird because they're all high school students. and then the way John Travolta treats his girlfriend and that relationship. Like, I think there's a lot of problematic elements of this movie, but I did find the story uh, way more interesting than I found Psycho on this rewatch. Yeah, John Travolta is very weird in this movie. <laughs> so he's, weird. Whenever he's, like, drinking the beer in the car, and he's, like, he had that weird John Travolta, like, laugh, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hides the beer, but the entire movie, his mouth and, like, his surrounding area is just wet and covered in bubbles because he refuses to wipe it. <laughs> The way Sissy Spacek like contorts her face and like moves her eyes and stuff too is always very off-putting, and I, I thought a really great performance too by Sissy Spacek. Yeah, the acting was really cool. Like she she could play a like I w- I believe that she was like an awkward you know abused teenager, um you know both in school and at home where you're like man this girl has nowhere to go like at all she can't go home she that's can't the go crazy to part yeah she's not safe anywhere you know it's like she gets bullied relentlessly at school but then it's not like going home is a safe space it's it's worse in a lot of ways yeah all right well it sounds like unless i'm misinterpreting we have another unanimous one on our hands uh because i'll be voting for carrie yeah i'll vote for carrie love psycho but i'll vote for carrie on this one yeah, I'm glad I rewatched Psycho again. I really like it. There's a lot to like. Uh, I appreciate the structure, I think, more than anything. But yeah, Carrie just really pleasantly surprised me on this first watch. So it's an easy vote for me. All right. So because of that, Carrie will go on to face Misery in the next round. All right. And in our final wildcard matchup, we have our B-movie wing of the bracket. Uh, we have Planet Terror going up against One Miss Call. Uh, Planet Terror came out in 2007. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez. It stars Rose McGowan, Freddie Rodriguez, Mary Shelton, Josh Brolin, Michael Bine, Naveen Andrews, and Bruce Willis. Ooh, that cast! A bioweapon is released and causes a zombie outbreak in a small Texas town. The only one who can save them is Ray, spelled with a W. All right, we have One Miss Call, which came out in 2008, directed by Eric Vallée, stars Shannon Sossaman and Edward Burns. Several people start receiving voicemails from their future selves, messages which include the date, time, and some of the details of their deaths. All right, so one missed call is trash. Was I hated horrible. every second of this movie. <laughs> this movie made me not want to do this bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and give my, my one missed call thoughts real quick, and then I'll let you guys go ahead and trash it. I think there's definitely some entertainment aspects in one missed call. You're already laughing. <laughs> I'd love to hear them. What are they, Keith? <laughs> oh, man. So it was just more comical than anything for me because of how dumb everybody was in this movie. But anyway, yeah, it's not great. You guys go ahead. Jump into it. I just think every character is a dumbass in One Miss Call. There's really nothing I really had to like about this one. Um, Planet Terror, I know, is not like a traditional B-movie in the sense of its budget, but it it is made in the style of original B-movies by Robert Rodriguez. It it was actually released um, with the second half being um, Death Proof, directed by Quentin Tarantino. I I have a really good time with Planet Terror. I think it's a fun zombie movie. 
the acting's not great, but I do think it really is in that like B movie style of the classic like older movies. And I think everything you see in Planet Terror is one a product of its time being out in the early two thousands, like with Fergie's involvement. But then also it is like trying to be an homage to those older movies, and I have a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, one missed call I thought was horrible. Um, whenever <laughs> Keith submitted it, I like I was like, okay, I'd never heard of it. And then I did a little bit of research, and then it started to like come back to me. I was like, some of this stuff looks and sounds familiar. Why do I know what this is? And then, of course, whenever I read on the Wikipedia that is one of the few films to get a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, <laughs> Keith, are we doing the 2003 original one? And Keith was like, no, 2008, baby. And I was like, oh. I didn't even know there was an 03 one. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping he was going to say 03 because I knew how bad the 08 was received. So I, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I guess we're going to watch this. And it lives up to its uh, name. Uh, and not I'm not talking about the one missed call. I'm talking about the zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it was really bad. Is it the worst thing I've ever seen? No. But I don't know. Just like there is something off with this movie. I think the title is misleading, too. Like one missed call yeah. makes it seem like if you answer the call, you'll live. It but was very there's no confusing. way to answer the call. I had to like literally like look up the Wikipedia plot synopsis after to read through what I had just watched. And I was like, oh, OK, that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, just the element of them like receiving calls. I didn't even know it was from their future selves. I just didn't catch. I didn't get what was happening. I just did not understand. Uh, so I don't know. I, I didn't get it. The acting was bad, and the actors in this are typically good actors. I like Shannon Sosaman and Edward Burns, but in this, they could not make the script work, unfortunately. Um, the editing was horrific. I don't know. I was so glad when it, when it ended. Uh, <laughs> and I guess my next thoughts are Planet Terror, another one like Carrie. Never seen it. I had heard good things about it. Um, I guess in the case of Planet Terror, you know, it's not regarded as a classic. It's just, you know, people are like, yeah, it's a good movie. It's fine. And I watched it. I was like, this is really good. This is fun. I had a great time watching this one. So it's an easy one for me. Is it is Planet Terra great? No, but we're going to talk about it in the next round by default. So I guess I'll save my thoughts. I thought it was a blast. Yeah, I had a great time with Planet Terra. I said, you know, there's a few movies in this bracket that I really loved. And this was one of them for sure. Me too. I love Robert Rodriguez. I, you know, he's probably one of my favorite directors just because of how like quirky he is. And I know he's he's probably one of the like Quentin Tarantino's best pals in the business. Yeah. And they're very similar in the way they do their, their action and like blood squirts everywhere. And it's just, it's just funny. And the casting on this one was really cool. Like what a, what a diverse cast they had. Such a crazy cast. Yeah. And no character was safe too. I thought Jeff Fahey was the hero of this movie as, as the, if you guys don't know Jeff Fahey, he was the, uh, the cook. He was so goddamn good in this movie. He had a line that made me laugh so fucking hard it was right after i'll say it here <laughs> we can talk more about it later i guess but after like the missing reel segment which i thought was so genius and so fun it just comes back and uh ray is now you know like this badass and like when he finally gets his guns and he's like showing off <laughs> how good he is with guns and it just cuts to a close-up of jeff Fahey, and he's like oh that boy's got the devil in him <laughs> yeah i remember that that was awesome So our next round uh, will be Sinister and Wreck. So Sinister came out in 2012, directed by Scott Derrickson. Stars Ethan Hawke, Juliette Rylance, James Ransom, and Vincent D'Onofrio. A struggling true crime writer discovers videos depicting grisly murders in his new house, which puts his family in danger. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I think Sinister 
like a lot of these movies, is one that I've only seen once, and I watched it with you guys. I think we saw this in theaters. I remember liking it, um, but like you know, didn't really take away too much from it. I didn't even really remember it. Uh, so whenever this one was submitted, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll watch that one again. Well, I'm excited. And I think it's a very good movie. It has like a weird reputation as being one of the scariest movies ever. I, I think it's pretty scary. It has some standout moments for sure. Um, but really, honestly, I think with a lot of great horror movies, uh, at least for me, the thing that stood out more is I just really enjoyed the story and I really enjoyed the characters. I think there are some questionable moments here and there. I think they over rely way too much on the scare of Ethan Hawke waking up in the middle of the night, walking into his office and seeing the, you know, the film reel going. It's like, OK, this is literally the sixth time you've done this. Um, but it, it, it's still a great idea for a horror movie. Just the idea of moving into a house, discovering this box of tapes, just these really fucked up home, like, I guess, like snuff videos of uh, previous murders. And then the way the story develops from there, where it's like, oh, actually... You know, you can't, you're not safe. You're not safe in this house. And if you move, then you're definitely going to die. You can't be safe in this movie. Um, and they, I thought they did a good job of balancing the scares. And I appreciated the, the humor as well. I really like James Ranson. I, I think I only know him as from It Chapter 2. But he was really good in this movie. Uh, he's funny. <laughs> and I like the way that he factored into the story. And I thought it was funny that he was discredited as deputy so-and-so, like, actually in the movie. So... It, it was fun. It, it's a good movie. It has some scares. It's it's funny at times. Um, I don't think it's great. I think there's just an over-reliance on too many of like the same like uh, scares over and over again. And because of that, the story gets a little bit kind of samey. But I, I think it's really good. I think for the most part, I'm in agreement with you, Matt. I, I do think the first half of Sinister is genuinely very scary. Um, but when you get into the second half, I think it gets just a little bit silly with Mr. Boogie's like more involvement in the story. Um, I actually would have preferred it if they had just stuck to this actually being a serial killer and not some like otherworldly like deity thing. Um, and I do think the scares do get very repetitive to your point. It's like, it kind of just follows into like a, a formula of like, all right, he's going to watch the tapes during the day. Something scary going to happen at night. And then we're going to do the same thing over and over until the movie ends. And that's like the exact trend that it's the pattern they set in the beginning. And then they, they never break away from it by the time the movie finishes. I still think it's a good movie. Uh, yeah. Cool idea. But I'm kind of with you, Austin. Kind of would have been cooler if like you said, like a serial killer following each family or something like that instead of it being like a, right. like a kind of a cheesier demon kind of thing. You can still do the stuff of the guy like being yeah. hidden in the videos and his mask and everything. Like the idea of some really fucked up person just stalking these families for whatever reason, that's creepier to me, especially when Ethan Hawke at the beginning is like taking notes of like who's filming this, like things like that is like, oh, I really want to figure that out because that's, that's what's creeping me out in this movie. So what are you guys thinking in regards of Sinister compared to Wreck? I think for me... While I definitely have some complaints about Sinister, I just think the acting is so good. I did appreciate the story, even though it got samey at times. I do like the reveals towards the end, um, even though, like we said, maybe just having like a serial killer would have been scarier than what they did. But kind of like the fun twist of like, oh, well, why is there like a missing kid every time? And it was like, oh, the kid is the one that actually filmed the videos and then they are taking into the... Uh, boogeyman's realm so to speak so it's like okay that's kind of interesting and and i like that the movie ends in a completely fucked up way like the characters lose they don't win they definitely commit to what they set up in yeah. the film and i really like that and i think wreck does too to some degree but i guess kind of what i'm getting at is even though i have some complaints with sinister i just think it's more ambitious and i think it hits it out of the park more times than it misses whereas wreck Kind of going back to my original thoughts at the beginning, I did appreciate that it was like, you know, a found footage style movie and I actually did like it. Um, and there definitely were scares. 
Um, but I think Sinister had the scares, too. So I think I'm going to go with Sinister. I think I just appreciated it more. No disrespect to Wreck. I had a fun time with it, but I think Sinister is just it, I just liked it way more. I think my main positive with the Wreck is that it's a very different zombie story than what I've seen before in the initial early days of an outbreak. The government actually responds effectively and quarantines this building. And then what does that look like when you're trapped in the opening outbreak of a zombie? Like, I thought that was super interesting. I do think Sinister just has more scares, though, than Wreck does, which is what I'm looking for in a Halloween movie. Um, So I'll keep my vote with Sinister, I think, as well. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think Sinister is slightly more scarier, way better made um, than Wreck was. So I'll throw a vote to that. I'm curious. Are you guys going to go watch Wreck 2, 3, 4, and 5? No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. All right. Well, another unanimous. I think this is the most unanimous as we've ever had. Uh, But Sinister is going to go on to the semifinal round. All right. Next, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre going up against Your Next. Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 1974. This is the original one. It's directed by Toby Hooper. It stars Marilyn Burns, Paul A. Pertain, Jim Seidel, and Gunnar Hansen. The film follows a group of friends who fall victim to a family of cannibals while on their way to visit an old homestead. All right, this was actually my first time ever seeing the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Me too. Me too. I kind of liked it. I I thought, you know, just maybe looking at it with 50 years later, you know, in terms of today's lens, I thought kind of the first half was a little bit boring. But once it kind of gets to this interesting family dynamic and like Leatherface in general, I was like, oh, this is really fucked up and pretty, pretty damn scary. Uh, kind of like we were just talking about with Sinister, it's like, uh, kind of thought I thought they were just setting up like a normal serial killer. It was fun that this one was kind of a bit more mundane, uh, just compared to a lot of the other movies in this bracket in general. Uh, so I I did appreciate that, and I have to say, even though I I, I did like uh, the first half, I was kind of put off by some of the acting and a little, you know, it, it did feel a bit long in the tooth at times. But once you know they reveal that all these kind of random characters that we've met along the way are members of this. A family and Leatherface is just part of this family. And they have, oof, one of my favorite scenes out of any of them on this bracket was just, I would guess I would call it the dinner scene at the end of dinner Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was so creepy. It was so scary. The fact that they were forcing this family dynamic. And there were some interesting things with like Leatherface, like now donning like a, a wig and kind of almost like an apron to be like the uh, the mother figure. I was like, oh, what, what are they trying to say with this? This is scary fucked up and interesting all at the same time so anyway i guess just get my initial thoughts kind of uh out there i uh, i was a little bit bored towards the beginning uh but then i appreciated once we got to the house itself and then i really like the ending so you know you know 50 years on does it hold up in every way definitely not but i i did quite like this movie i really like leatherface like first introduction oh yeah. when the kid first walks into the house it's it's scary like it's a really good jump scare I think the main thing that let me down the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is it is kind of just like one by one, they walk into the house and get killed, and that gets a little bit repetitive. I'm totally in agreement with you. I think the second half is very interesting, very scary. This could actually almost fit into our, our B-movie bracket because the budget for this movie was so low, and what they did with like very low cost I thought was really cool, and it, it really has stood the test of time. Like This is regarded as one of the best scary movies ever made, so I was super impressed with it, and I, it held up way better than I was expecting it to. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Man, especially that the scene in the van when they pick up the hitchhiker. That was creepy. Very unnerving. Yeah, he, he's so dirty and gross and just saying all sorts of crazy shit. And they're all just kind of looking at him like, okay, why is this guy, why did we let this guy in here? 
And I like that they were like scared that he might be like following them. Like they're like, what is this thing he put on the van? Like it was, it was very creepy. I was very on edge. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. The the guy in the wheelchair, uh, I can forget his name. He was kind of like the smartest one out of all of them. He's like, what if he's following us? And and cause they don't live. You know, we broke down not too far away from from where he was and all that. Going into the latter half of the movie, I think that's probably one of my favorite scenes is um the gas station scene where she thinks she's found some safety. And it turns out to be another member of the family. Like, oh, crap. So, uh, yeah, I had a fun time with it. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I was wondering if we were all going to, you know, feel positive about it. I think it, it's tough with movies, you know, that old. I mean, we have a classic part of the bracket for a reason, so we can have representation from those older films. But, I, I, yeah, there was something about Texas Chainsaw. I was like, I wonder if this is going to work for the guys. So it's fun that it did. Uh, but, obviously, now since we are in the slasher part of the bracket and Texas Chainsaw is the one-seater, how do you guys want to kind of uh, figure this all out when we bring your next into the mix? Austin, do you want to start? Because I know you were a bit lower on that one. Yeah, this is easy for me. I thought your next was only slightly better than Sleepaway Camp. Um, it's not better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So my vote will definitely be for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let me mention the point I wanted to make last time we talked about your next. Um, they introduced this plot of, of the patriarch of the family works for a defense company. They mentioned that at the very beginning of like, that's how my dad made his money. Does that bother you to his girlfriend? And she's like, ah, we're going to have different political views. So I thought that was going to be way more important to the story of like, maybe they're being targeted because of what his dad has done. I don't know why they introduced that. I kept waiting for that to get more important. And then it's just like, I want my dad's money. Movie ends. I just found that reveal so uninteresting and like uninspiring and original. Everything I thought was just very wasted with like the plot of that movie. I honestly forgot about that. So maybe that's a point in your favor. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that, Austin, because I, yeah, I did forget about that, too. Especially when they, like, established that the home invaders are, like, former soldiers or mercenaries. I was like, oh, did, did something with the dad and the defense company, like, fuck over these soldiers? Am I going to end up rooting for these guys? And, yeah, they never they never got interesting to me. And I guess, like, the, most, the more entertaining part of your next was, was Aaron getting revenge on these, these mercenaries? Like, like, the blender in the head on Felix? Was yeah. Pretty, that was freaking insane. So the like the deaths were satisfying, I guess, when she does get these guys back. Um, but going into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though, I definitely think I'm going to be voting or uh, voting for that one, uh, just because I think it's a little bit more of a classic. It was fun. The setting was really cool. Like it's in Texas. We're we're from Texas, so um, there actually is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre museum in Bastrop that I might stop at one day. I heard it's pretty cool. It's the gas station that's in the movie. You can stop there. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna go throw a vote for Texas Chainsaw. It sounds like I liked your next the most out of all of us, but now that you guys are both kind of peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and mentioning all these uh, inconsistencies or random moments that kind of don't pay off, I am kind of going like, okay, yeah, that is true. I did like the movie, but I can't argue that. Uh, so I'm definitely uh, feeling less enthusiastic about it. I think for me, the reason I liked your next is I wasn't really thinking about, you know, kind of those intricacies. I, I was just like in for a fun kind of slasher and then like halfway through it becomes like this revenge fantasy type thing watching Aaron uh just totally like you know survive and destroy everybody like i i had a really fun time with it uh but i guess even though i thought maybe i would throw a vote for it i'm also going to make it unanimous and go with texas chainsaw because i guess your next was kind of just fun whereas the best thing i can say about texas chainsaw is i knew leatherface was the killer in it that's pretty much all i knew about it having not seen it before um and i found it incredibly interesting and surprising and just like the family dynamic in general completely caught me off guard and it ended up being that fun mix that I enjoy in a lot of movies, which is it's scary, but it's also kind of funny. It's it's off-putting. It, it, it's all those things. So it, it made me feel kind of good. Kind of like what Keith said, you know, 
it, it ties into the end where like the last thing we see of her is a of Sally. She's laughing and crying at the same time. So they do a good job of balancing all of those emotions. So I, I was way more interested in it. So I guess I will uh, vote for that as well. All right. Well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre will go on to face Sinister in our semifinal round. All righty. So with that, let's go ahead and return to the classic part of the bracket. So Carrie won the wild card round and it will go up against Misery. So Misery came out in 1990, directed by Rob Reiner, and it stars James Caan, Kathy Bates, and Richard Farnsworth. And it's about an obsessive fan who holds an author captive and forces him to rewrite the finale of his famous book series. I had a great time with Misery. Um, James Caan particularly, like just acting while pretty much confined to a wheelchair or a bed for the entire movie. Kathy Bates is super creepy. And I really enjoyed like the investigation aspect of Richard uh, Farnsworth's character. Not in the movie a ton, but I, I thought this movie was, was pretty fun through and through. Me too. This is my first time seeing it. And I've always heard good things about it. Kathy Bates always brings it, whatever project she's in. I've always loved her. She's uh, definitely very creepy in this. And it's just funny when she goes from like zero to 100 uh, with anger <laughs> in this one. It's kind of comical at times, too. And then, but then later on, it gets even creepier and creepier. And like you said, the investigative part of it in the background is it's fun as well. It's a nice break from the house when you get to actually get away from the setting for a bit. You mentioned the comedy, Keith. I think the hardest I've laughed at any movie in this bracket is when um, Kathy Bates is, is coming home and she's out in the yard and she like waves at him and goes, hello, darling. And then James Conn flicks her off and she goes, he's such a kidder. And just walks <laughs> yeah. off with the pig following her. She's so psycho. Yeah. Yeah. This was the first time I'd seen it as well. Uh, and I also really, really enjoyed it. Um, like you guys said, the acting, of course, is kind of uh, front and center here with James Conn and Kathy Bates. They're both great in it. Um, but I, I think I just loved the premise more than anything else. Just the idea of, you know, the writer's driving home to deliver not the next book in his series. He's delivering the first book outside of his series, the one that's going to, you know, make him kind of have that burning passion once again. And then, of course, he gets in the accident and is taken in by her. And not she's so disappointed when she finds out that the book that he was essentially carrying with him is not part of the, uh, you know, misery franchise. And then once that last book does come out, ugh, it should not be as scary as it is. But watching her read through it and then just find out that he killed the character at the end and then forcing him to rewrite the book in her house is horrifying. And watching James Conn realize she just bought the new book and he knows that he killed Misery off. Him realizing like what he's in for once he realizes how crazy of a fan she is was pretty scary. And I've always heard about like the sledgehammer scene. Um but yeah, was wa- watching it for the first time was Gosh. so messed up. It was so hard to watch. We have two Stephen King stories here. Uh, we got to bring in Carrie to the conversation. Carrie, I think I was pleasantly surprised with. I think Carrie had some scarier, like unnerving scenes in it than Misery did, but I found the general plot of Misery more engaging. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, like the, the goriness or scariness. Yeah, I guess Carrie would be a little bit more. But man, I don't know. The acting, Kathy Bates. It's creepy as hell. Even when she says things like, I love you, it's scary. It's like, how, how is that scary? And I was, I was genuinely like heartbroken whenever she killed uh, Richard Farnsworth at the end. I was like, no! <laughs> I, like, I love that guy. <laughs> and then she's like, don't feel bad, Paul. Oh, my God. And like that's when she's like, we're, we're going to do like a murder-suicide. It's like, oh, my God. And the way he gets out of that situation is so, so clever, so like fun to watch. Here's kind of where I'm at. I think because this is a Halloween bracket, um, I think Misery is, is a really great thriller. 
Uh, I, I think better performances than Carrie, but I do think Carrie has scarier scenes. Like I said, I, I do think it, it more so fits that Halloween vibe. I like kind of like the teenage aspect of it. Um, I, I like that it like it's set in this small town. And I think there are really interesting themes with the bullying and, and with the way she interacts with her mother and the way like the religion in the family is used. I think overall, I might throw my vote for Carrie. I mean, that is a good point. I know, I think because of like, you know, the movies that we submitted in, in a lot of sense, um, uh, I'm kind of forgetting about the Halloween <laughs> element of this bracket. I'm just hoping that it'll come together at the end. I think it will. Uh, for me, I guess I, I do definitely hear what you're saying. I think Carrie might fit the bill more traditionally of like a Halloween film. But I don't know. I guess to play devil's advocate, it kind of only feels that way, at least for me, when it gets, you know, kind of to the prom and we realize something really fucked up's about to happen. And then from that point until the end, it does feel like kind of like, oh, shit, it's like a good Halloween movie. Um, but that's so close to the end. Does Misery have any of that? I don't know. I still think I'd like to watch this going forward around the Halloween time just because of that like Stephen King kind of atmosphere where it doesn't feel inherently scary, you know, being in this house. But then as like the scenes go on and like Annie gets more involved and like just Kathy Bates acting, gets, it gets like progressively scarier. I do agree it's a different type of scary. But I think for me, I'm still going to have to stick to my guns here. I think I just really enjoyed Misery more. I think, yeah, you make, you make a good argument about Cure being a more Halloween movie, but I think I'm going to vote for Misery anyway. I think I could still see this one kind of fitting that bill, too. Just not as much, but I liked it more, so I'll vote for it. All right. Well, Keith, you have the first swing vote of the day. Uh, we have Carrie versus Misery. One vote for each. Which way are you leaning? So tough. Don't be a dirty bird, Keith. Vote for Carrie. <laughs> Because uh, I like your points, Austin. Carrie, I think, might fit the Halloween bill a bit more. But I think Misery is probably easily the, the best movie in the entire racket. And we did say at the beginning that we're, we're going for quality here. So that's the way you're leaning. It would make sense. Yeah. So we, if I were to contradict myself, you know, I would have to probably vote, vote for Carrie because it's more Halloween. But we're going for the best movie. I contradicted myself. I went with Carrie. So we've already done it once. There were there were parts of misery that dragged for me, and Carrie's like an hour fifteen, like you're in and you're out, and so I, I think that's throwing a point in its favor for me too. What about John Travolta? I feel like that's a negative point. <laughs> that, that's a big negative. Hey, that's Carrie. a big negative. <laughs> my God, <laughs> my God! Told you not to speak to me that way. <laughs> Slap my girlfriend. Oh my God, I can't drink my beer. This <laughs> cops. <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm not gonna even really going to fight for Misery. I, I think I'd be happy either way. I just, like Austin kind of alluded to, I'm just, I think Misery was so much better for me personally that it's kind of outweighing the Halloween element. I, I understand that I am prioritizing that over, you know, the title of the bracket being Halloween. But I just think, like I said, Carrie gets that Halloween feeling towards the end, but I don't think it does until the end. Whereas Misery maybe doesn't have any of it, but it's not like it has that much less than Carrie. So. That's really all I can say. Yeah, you know, I kind of I kind of forgot about the John Travolta aspect of the movie. That might sway me back to misery. <laughs> <laughs> um I think I'm gonna go with Carrie. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> but I liked Misery more as a movie. Like wow. I think I'm definitely gonna watch Misery again. It's it's definitely a rewatchability in there for me. Um love the performances, like I said, Kathy Bates is awesome and creepy. But I think I'll go with Carrie for the Halloween aspect of it. Um, and just to keep it in the Halloween bracket, I'll go for Carrie just because, yeah, I guess you could say it's more like disturbing overall. So yeah, I'll, throw, I'll vote for Carrie, but Misery is definitely, I think, one of the better movies of the entire bracket. Well, 
Carrie will move on to our semifinal round. And to find out what it's going up against, we are back into the B-movie side of our bracket. We have Tremors going up against Planet Terror. Tremors came out in 1990. It's directed by Ron Underwood. It stars Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Finn Carter, and Michael Gross. Handyman Val and Earl happen upon a series of mysterious deaths and a concerned seismologist studying unusual readings below the ground. The group fights for survival against giant prehistoric worm-like monsters hungry for human flesh. All right, I'm going to say it right now. This is the hardest decision I'm going to make today. I thought Tremors rocked. I'd never seen it before. And Planet Terror was so good. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I've loved both of these. <laughs> That's a good matchup. I don't know why. I have a huge soft spot for Tremors. I, I, it's good. I've seen Tremors countless good. times, and I love it. Yeah, I love Tremors. I think it's funny that Kevin Bacon at the time thought Tremors was going to ruin his career. Apparently, he broke down on the sidewalk into his wife said, I'm making a movie about giant worms. What am I doing here? <laughs> Yeah, this movie was so good. Another one that I can't believe I waited this long to see it. But yeah, it, it was, I thought, genuinely fantastic. Love the premise, love the characters, everything. And I do think, um, you know, the effects obviously don't look incredible today, but it's kind of like that thing conversation where they don't look bad. Like the practical effects look pretty good in this movie. Yeah, practical yeah, holds up bad. most of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, like th there's so many little things about this movie that work so well. Just the even the idea that like, you know, they're hunting, but only based on sound, just like a great idea, I think, in general. And watching the characters kind of adhere to that. It's like, I don't know. It, it was so cool. And I think the best part about this movie is uh, I think I saw someone else saying this, too, whenever I was like reading more about it. But it's like both the characters and the monsters like have the capacity to learn like the characters have yeah. to really get smart, come up with new ideas, and it's like they establish right near the beginning. It's like, oh, does it make sense? No, but it's like, oh, okay, based on my readings, there are three other worms. It's like, okay, so there's three more. And then basically as they kill one, they just keep getting smarter and smarter, and like the ways that you kill the last one aren't going to work on the next one. I just thought it was so cool. Everything about it was, was pretty solid, I thought. <laughs> I really like the way that the whole town gets cut off too. They get stranded because yeah. the road gets blocked, so they all have to work together. I like the whole desert aspect of it, too. You can see everything from afar, you know? It's like, oh, my God, it's coming. You can see the ground yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, like, the pyro and, like, gun maniacs they are, too. Like, they're they're all, like, going, like, all right, we're going to put this dynamite in there. You can do this. Like, <laughs> throw it. Where's the bomb? Shit. <laughs> yeah. I like when they throw the bomb and it misses and they all have to, like, run. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> or no, it shoots the bomb back, too. Yeah, them. it goes like, back, yeah. Oh, crap. And they all, got, they all got to run away. So there's lots of, a lot of funny moments in it, too. But we do got to talk about Planet Terror does have Ray with a W involved in it. Oh, man. That boy's got the devil in him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Planet Terror was so good. I think I know which way I'm ultimately going to lean, but still it's like, I don't know why. I guess Planet Terror I'd never heard great things about. I think the, the Grindhouse uh, thing in general, like I'd heard, like Death Proof is not, maybe it's the worst Quentin Tarantino movie, and I'd heard Planet Terror is like fine. That's like just like the preconception I'd always had about it. But when I watched it, I was like, how can anybody think this is fine? It's so fun. I love the acting. I love the characters. I love how goofy it is. I love that, like, they're just like, fuck it. We're going to cut out the second act and throw in a missing reel and then come back. And, like, Michael Bean is, like, now dying. And he's like, Ray, you're a good guy. <laughs> they just skip all the development. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, I was laughing throughout it. Loved, I think, Keith, you said it earlier, just, like, that Robert Rodriguez style, like, uh, like blood and the way, like, characters, like, get shot and move it's just so distinct like i mean it, it was just a blast is it like great i don't know but i had so much fun that i will without question watch it over and over again same with tremors so that's why this one is so tough for me 
Planet Terror is arguably like not a great movie, but the fun is the key word. It doesn't take itself seriously. All of the the zombie stuff is like super fun. It definitely feels like you have that early 2000s like zombie feel. There's a freaking girl walking around with a machine gun for a leg in this movie. Like there's a, a dude with like insane martial arts skills that never gets explained why he has these abilities. <laughs> just they just throw in all this random stuff and and it just yeah, it's a blast. I think I know where I'm leaning. If you want me to go ahead. All right, Keith. You don't want to be the swing boat this time around, is what it no, is. No, I don't. Um I'll say this about Trim Tremors is a classic. I grew up watching it. It's always one of those like my dad would like put on like on a Saturday afternoon. But I'm I think I'm gonna vote for Planet Terror though. Just because, you know, this is the Halloween bracket and I think there's a lot to be said for like the funny effects, like the costume design for all these people. Yeah, just the overall ridiculousness of it, like you said, Austin. And the blood and gore is, is like, it works in this one because it's Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with Planet Terror. It just feels a little bit more Halloween-like for me. I'll jump in next here because I do think Planet Terror is really fun. Um, but I think Tremors is like leaps and bounds just a better overall movie than Planet Terror is. I think Planet Terror uses its like references to B-movies and trying to be a uh, homage to B-movies. Like, I think it uses that kind of as a gimmick and, and it gets a little bit of credit and, and gets around some of like the, just some performances are really bad and really campy in this movie. Um, Tremors, I think overall is like, it's endlessly rewatchable. Um, it's super fun. All the performances are good. It's a monster movie. I think it really does hit the Halloween theme. I think it's when you can put on like during Halloween and kind of gives you those, those fun things that you get from like movies like the thing and other really fun Halloween movies. So I'll throw my vote for tremors. It's tough. I, I think I a hundred percent agree with Keith. I think we talked about it with Carrie last round, but I think now that we're talking about it more, maybe planet terror is like the most traditional Halloween movie on here in a weird way. It just has that vibe. Like I, I, I don't think I would ever want to watch this without it being Halloween time. I think just everything about it. That's kind a of good point. fits that bill. Um, and I have to say, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but another laugh out loud moment was Marley Shelton, who like gets like stabbed by Josh Brolin with all like the, uh, what do you call it? Like the, like the numbing stuff. And like, she's just like walking around with like T-Rex arms basically for the rest <laughs> of the movie. And when she tells her son, when she gives him the gun oh my to protect God. himself and she's like, be careful. And then the second she closes the door, kills him. <laughs> was so dark but hilarious <laughs> and then for some reason josh brolin's just there and he's like you're a terrible mom like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just shows up i thought that was fucking hysterical Ugh. there's also in that same scene she shows up and her dad's like i told you to never come here again and then we never see him again like they don't explain that at <laughs> no, all <laughs> remember he shows up at the end like doesn't he show up in the helicopter oh, like he randomly right. saves her <laughs> Well, yeah, he tells her he never liked Josh Brolin's character. I never liked that boy or something like that. I mean, I think Planet Terror gets away with all those things that we would complain about in other movies because despite being like a really like genuinely good zombie movie, it is also like a parody. I do think it gets a bit of a pass for that, though, too, right. which is kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to kind of try and stick to my guns here a little bit. Um, I thought Planet Terror was genuinely just so much damn fun. I thought it was really good. Um, I guess... The kind of like the theme of this bracket for me, at least, is I'm just going to have to go with quality, like we said at the beginning. Um, I'm going to stick to that as long as I can until I get far enough where it's like I have to go with like a Halloween thing. So even though that I agree that Planet Terror is way more of like that Halloween feel and maybe it should win based on that, I just thought, again, like the last round, Tremors, I thought was so much better than it. 
that's that's just more of a testament to how good Tremors was that even though it's like I could probably get away with watching Tremors like outside of Halloween time, I think I'm going to vote for it anyway. It's just like I just thought it was too good not to reward to some degree. Um, so fun. Love the characters. Love the love this monster in general, like the Graboids or whatever you want to call them. Like what a great idea for a monster. And like they evolve as it goes on. So good. I don't know. I just thought it was so good. I have I have to vote for it, even if I think Planet Terror might be more of a Halloween movie. All right. Well, unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to our dear friend Ray with a W because Planet Terror will not be moving on. Also, have we not touched on that his nickname in this movie is L. Ray? And he's like, I don't go by that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even reveal that until after the missing reel. Like they treat that as like some reveal after the fact that like, oh, his they never tell us his past. It's just like, oh, his name is Ray. And then like his like his old name is L. Ray. <laughs> so good. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to the semifinals. We're going to revisit both our scary and our slasher side of the bracket now because we have to decide what will move on to the finals between Sinister and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One that we had seen before, and uh, I think we were like, yeah, solid movie. And the other one, most of us watched for the first time and were surprised by. So, you know, got to figure that out. It's going to be a tough one. I don't don't know where I stand yet. I think I need to hear some thoughts to kind of uh, help me figure this one out. I think I'm fairly clear on where I stand. Um, Texas Chainsaw like surprised me how well it held up, but it didn't really scare me. I found some things like unsettling and a bit unnerving and, and interesting for sure with the family dynamics, but I was never actually scared. Sinister does genuinely scare me, especially in the first half. There's scenes where I feel like I need to look away. There's some jump scares that get me pretty good in there. It does get goofy towards the end, but for like what I'm looking for from a scary movie, I do think Sinister delivers. So that's kind of where I'm at. I think I'm going to go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. Just feels more Halloween-like to me. And yeah, it's not as scary as Sinister, but I just feel like there's a little bit more iconic moments in it, more iconic characters. Like you got Leatherface, and it's just your classic Halloween thriller where, you know, some high school, college kids break down, they find a bad guy, kind of like other Halloween movies we see where, you know, he's got, you know these kids are either at a camp or in a cabin. And somebody attacks him. So it kind of has that Halloween feel to it. I think, you know, when you think of Halloween characters, you always think of like Jason from Friday the 13th, Michael Myers from Halloween, Freddy Krueger. And I think Leatherface is, you know, maybe like the spiritual fourth in that crew. Um, so for that reason, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a vote for Texas Chainsaw just because it's got more of that Halloween feel for it for me. I'll jump in then and I'll throw a vote for Sinister. Like I said, Sinister just scares me more. I do like that it sticks through with its vision. Uh, the monster wins in Sinister, which is scary. Um, seeing like the family's daughter like actually carry out um, their snuff film, their murder, is very scary and hard to watch. Um, there are aspects I wish had been different about Sinister, but I think comparing it to Texas Chainsaw, while Texas Chainsaw did surprisingly hold up and did impress me, I do think Sinister is overall a better made movie than Texas Chainsaw. I have so many issues with Sinister, but I did think it was, yeah, I mean, like Austin said, it's without question scarier. I think it handles its spooks and scares really well. Um, I like the terror that just exists in that world in that movie. Um, I guess that's the most important part. Is Texas Chainsaw Massacre a better movie? Yeah, I think it is. I do think Ethan Hawke gives a better performance than everybody in Texas Chainsaw. For sure. I think most of the actors in Texas Chainsaw are pretty bad. I don't know. I I think Texas Chainsaw is the better movie, but it doesn't 
like I do have to acknowledge that I was pretty bored. I guess maybe it's not even the first half. It's just anything to do with just the kids, like, you know, going around on like their little journey or whatever. Like, I just didn't really care about any of them. Three fourths of it is very boring, I would say. And that's kind of the tough part. It's like, was any of it bad? No, but it was pretty boring. And Sinister was never boring. I just don't think I just don't think it was as good, if that if that makes sense. So it's not like I loved both of these and I'm having trouble. It's just I don't know what to reward here. I guess maybe this will be the first time I deviate from what I've been doing so far. I knew it was going to happen eventually. I guess I'll go Sinister. I don't really feel Woo. great about it. <laughs> it's just one of those matchups, I guess, for me. Um, I do like it, but like I said, I have tons of issues with it. And then, I don't know, it just doesn't really stick to its world a lot of the time. But it does enough, so I guess I'll vote for it. I don't feel great about it. I did like Texas Chainsaw, so I gotta, you know, say that as it's as we're bidding farewell. But I think for now, I'll go ahead and just vote Sinister. Well, we will send Sinister on to the final round. We'll say goodbye to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And now we will determine what's going to go on to the finals between Carrie and Tremors. I already basically admitted earlier that I think Carrie is a bit more of a traditional Halloween movie. Although, I don't think it happens until the end. Whereas, like I said, while voting Tremors on, I think Tremors, I don't know, like it has Halloween elements, but it doesn't feel like it has to be viewed at that time. So I don't know. Where, where do you guys stand? I guess it depends what you want out of your Halloween movies, because Tremors is that monster movie. Uh, monsters are, are a pretty big part of Halloween. And then Carrie is, I would say, more of like a possession, um, almost also a slasher, too. It just depends what you're looking for. Well, I do think Tremors is really fun. Um, the performances are great. It's, it's, it is, it's just that fun, like old movie you can put on there in the Halloween season. I do think Carrie is probably better made and has better performances in it than Tremors does. So uh, I'm pretty torn between these two. Tremors. Like I said, I love, I love Tremors. Always have. Um, even, the, even the second one, I like the second one too. Isn't it, isn't the subtitle Aftershocks on that? <laughs> Uh, I think I think it's either yeah I think it is aftershocks yeah that's pretty cool um, <laughs> and there's one where they end up in the snow somehow too <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah they get crazy as they go on I think I saw like three and four way 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 back in the day and then it just got I was like oh god I don't even apparently know they were gonna do anymore. like a Cobra Kai type thing a few years ago Keith they filmed a pilot I think for the Sci Fi Network with Kevin Bacon coming back for the first time and it was yeah. gonna be a series. Um, and then, yeah, something just happened behind the scenes, I guess, and it just fell through. And, like, I guess that pilot exists out there somewhere, but it never became a show. Damn. Unseen footage. Release the bacon cut. Please. Oh. But anyway, sorry, Keith. Please Thick finish cut your bacon. thought. Thick cut of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> like that one? That was good. <laughs> Tremors, a thick slice of bacon. Ooh. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. So Tremors, like I said. Always been a classic for me. Um, it's kind of like Jaws in that way, you know, man versus monster. They're they're fun movies to watch, but it's one of those I've always just put on, you know, any time of the year. Uh, I never thought of it. I never thought of it as like a Halloween movie. And then going into Carrie, I don't really have much more to add. I think I think Carrie definitely has a lot of Halloween elements, you know, as far as like the possession, like you said, Austin, the blood, the freakiness, the disturbing aspects of it. The powers that she has kind of brings in that Halloween aspect of just creepiness and, and goriness and all that kind of stuff. So I will throw a vote to Carrie. I'm having flashbacks here because I don't think Keith considers monster movies Halloween movies. Because I, if I remember correctly, last year for his argument against The Thing, he said, it's a movie mm. I would watch any time of the year, not during Halloween. 
and I won't stand yeah. for it. I'll vote for Tremors just to send a monster movie into the finals. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. A little, uh, some bitterness from last year rearing its <laughs> ugly head. I like How it. How did the thing not win last year? I don't year? know. That was crazy. Not, like I said, that was my fault. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, I think Beetlejuice is more of a Halloween movie. And it is. Beetlejuice is I, more of a Halloween it movie. It is. I agree. <laughs> but I still agree with that. But I, I feel like I, I should have just voted for the thing. So I'm going to write that wrong, so to speak. I am sticking to the guns that I have all day, except for last round when I voted for Sinister. (laughs) Um, I just think and maybe the reason this isn't hard for me is I just didn't feel as strongly about Carrie. I guess there was something that was just off about it for me. I I can't really put it into words quite yet. Maybe I'd have to watch it again. The point being, I just felt so strongly about Tremors. And I agree that is it a Halloween movie? I, I think it fits that category, like Austin said, because of the monster element. But there's just so much about it that feels like almost like anti that. Like I could watch it any time of the year, like I've already stated. But I just think it was so good that I have to vote for it. Like, I don't know. I, I still feel like Carrie probably fits the builder's bracket better, but I think I just have to vote for Tremors. I, I, I felt too strongly about it not to. Well, we will send Tremors into the final. And now we got to get into it because we've got Tremors versus Sinister, two very different movies. Uh, what are we thinking to win our 2022 Halloween bracket? It's easy. Do you guys agree? <laughs> Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I think um, I think when, when it comes to Halloween movies, there are definitely times where I want scares. I want to be scared during Halloween. I don't know if I want the type of scares, though, that Sinister gives you. It's a hard to watch movie, and I don't necessarily enjoy like this. Like I, the snuff film aspect of the movie scares me, but it's not really something I'm looking for to like get me into the Halloween spirit. Whereas Tremors, I think, is so much fun. And if I can't have scary in a movie, I want fun in my Halloween movies. And so that's kind of what's going to edge out Tremors for me. And I'll vote for Tremors over Sinister. I think, yeah, I think Austin broke it down perfectly. Sinister is very scary. You have your your demons in it, whatever. Um, your jump scares. But I'm, I, I kind of like what he said, though. Like, you're looking to have fun on Halloween, too. And I don't know if Sinister is going to be one of those that I want to watch every Halloween. It's definitely not for me. So, you know what I have to do? What? I'm bringing back one of my classic criteria oh, factors. Rewatchability? Rewatchability. <laughs> and boy, I can watch Tremors any time of year. And guess what? If you say, hey, Keith, you want to watch it during Halloween? Then that's a definite yes. Nice. So, I'm voting Tremors. What do you want to watch more during Halloween? Tremors or the thing? Mm, I like them. I don't know. That's a good question. I like to watch both. Think the thing is good. The thing is good. It's a very good movie, Keith. Wouldn't you agree? But Beetlejuice. <laughs> I would rather watch Beetlejuice. Uh, I think Beetlejuice is definitely more of a Halloween movie. Mm. We'll talk about it after we crown the winner officially, even though we technically already have because Tremors has two votes. But um, I've, I'm seeing a trend here when we look at uh, you know this winner and the last two winners. I think there's an element. Yes, like Austin said, Sinister gets props because it's really scary, and I mean. When's a better time to watch a scary movie than Halloween? So that makes sense. It does fit the bill in that sense. But if you look at our last winners, we have, even if we haven't been unanimous with, you know, all the votes toward that winner, we do tend to really reward, you know, movies that not only have that Halloween vibe, but they balance scares with, like, really good comedy, too. And there's good humor. Um, I think that's just something that stands out to me, at least. And it's something that I always appreciate. And it's why I am also voting for Tremors. I think Sinister is a solid movie. I appreciate the scares and the fact that it is in the scary side of the bracket and we are talking Halloween. Like I said, it gets props. But 
just everything about Tremors worked. Surprised me. The characters are great. The monster itself is great. And I think if we're talking about monsters, like Austin also already said, it's like, I mean, you should watch monster movies at Halloween. So it gets mine. And like I said, I voted for the last two winners in the last couple of years. And I, I always talk about how funny they are. And I appreciated the humor here, too. I guess that's something that I just apparently evidently look for in these types of movies. So another one. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about Tremors winning. I, I feel good about it. I feel good putting my vote in. Um, I think I, I struggled the last two years, but this one is honestly pretty easy for me. And there you have it. We've uh, we sorted through the crap this year and we found Tremors to be a, a diamond in the rough, if you will. I guess before I, we, can, we can bring it up right now, now that Tremors has officially won, um, Scream won two years ago, the original Scream, and then Beetlejuice in a hotly contested finals beat out The Thing uh, last year. So, guys, do you think Tremors, if it had to go up against either Beetlejuice or Scream, would you vote for Tremors? Is it the best one so far of the winners? I think for me it would win versus Scream, but I think it would lose to Beetlejuice. I would do Beetlejuice, Scream, and Tremors. As far as Halloween, I, th- I think Beetlejuice still takes it. I think, as we know, I'm a huge fan of Scream, so I think that is still the best. It's the original winner and still my favorite, but I don't know. I think Tremors might be in the middle for me. I guess that's what Austin maybe said. Uh, I think I would actually vote for Tremors surprisingly over Beetlejuice, even though I love Ooh. Beetlejuice think Tremors might take it. Well, Tremors, you did it. Kevin Bacon, you did it. You made one good one. So just be happy about that. So congratulations to Tremors. And thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss our upcoming content. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend, we really would appreciate that to continue to grow our show. Please leave us reviews as well. Even if you don't want to write anything, leaving us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts really does help us out. At The Arnie's is our social, and the Arnie's.media is the website. And you thought the spooky stuff was done. Now that we've done the bracket. But you're wrong, because we're just getting into it, everybody. We have a great few weeks coming up. We'll be back next Tuesday to talk about Mike Flanagan's next Netflix project, Midnight Club. Are you guys ready for, finally, the follow-up to Midnight Mass? I am. Uh, it's kind of not Halloween season, unless you've got a new Mike Flanagan Netflix show to talk about. They always time these perfectly. Flanagan's back, baby. Can't wait to watch his new project. Me too. Big fan of uh, Haunting Hill House, Bly Manor, uh, Midnight Mass. So looking forward to the next one. I haven't, I haven't watched anything about this. I know the general premise, but I haven't watched any of the trailers. So I'm going to go in uh, Keith style. Going to go in kind of blind this time. To cap off spooky season this month, we have a potential DC Universe horror movie in Black Adam. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I am not excited at all for that. <laughs> so that will be a horror in and of itself. And last week, we did put out our thoughts on the new Star Wars Disney Plus show, Andor. Um, I got to say, guys, the highlight of my week has been a new Andor episode coming out. I love this show. And if you want to hear our thoughts on the premiere, the first three episodes, be sure to go check that episode out. I have not watched the new episode yet. Me neither. I I need to watch it still. Here's what I'll say, guys. You get to see Coruscant again in the new episode. What? (laughs) That's what we were saying we wanted. That's cool. Are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were saying we wanted. That's cool. I hate sand. <laughs> and lastly, we want to hear from you guys. So please send us a message on Instagram at the Arnie's or email us thearniesmedia at gmail.com. Send us your favorite Halloween movies and let us know if you think we picked the right winner. Anything you say, we'll read on the show and react to it live on our latest episode. That's right, everybody. I'm glad we did this bracket earlier. I think this is the earliest, you know, in Halloween season, if you will, that we've done it. 
I think last year we were up to the wire. I think we were at least on Halloween. But guys, this gives you a chance, you know, to check out the movies we talked about today. And if you have not watched Tremors, then you bet you have no excuse. You better watch it. You better Heck watch yeah. it. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, with that, we'll be back in the next several weeks. Ooh, tons of spooky things to talk about, like Austin already alluded to. We did not mention Halloween ends. And I'll tell you what, I am. I could not be less excited. The trailers look the trailers look terrible. <laughs> we might want to skip that this year. It looks real bad. We can't Maybe skip we can do it. something else. We gotta close out the franchise. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm not excited at all for that, but you out there can be excited for us to talk about it. Please don't watch it. Just let us watch it and then talk about it for you for your listening pleasure. Uh, that's all we got. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Yeah.